because of the times, episode 16. I've come to realize that elected officials are also community leaders. Uh, I was curious to meet my town's mayor Silas and see how did he feel about it and uh, how did he see himself as a leader of our community. I was also interested in his views on the current affairs in our town and region and also the ones, the ones that are more universal. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with your friends and, and rate the show in Spotify. Thanks for listening. Let's have a conversation because of the times. Coffee. Oh, it's all uh, good. Yeah, yeah. We, there's no coffee machine here. Anymore. Oh, it's no problem. Yeah. No problem. I always I, I make mine at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of I just rushed out, so it's all good. Okay. I can last an hour without a coffee. Okay. <laughs> um, well, we're in the town hall. I'm sitting here with uh, Silas White, our mayor. It's a pleasure to meet you, and uh, it's interesting how what led me to you, actually. Because initially when I started a podcast, I was thinking about the spiritual leaders or people who are more that direction, uh, leading the community in that sense. But then I soon realized that you are a leader of this community and I really want to get to know you. Yeah, I'm the elected leader anyway. Yeah. I think, yeah. uh, you know, it's it, it, it's, it, it can be, uh, I think, to a lot of people's minds, kind of in an op- opposite <laughs> bureaucracy and look at regulations and things can be kind of the opposite uh, um, mindset of being a spiritual leader. But uh, but I, I, I mean, I'm also, I take it very seriously that I'm a community leader mm-hmm. um, and uh, I really need to be in touch with the community to make, make decisions on the community's behalf. And uh, I think the, the spirit of the community is, is really central and important to, uh, to what we're trying to do here. They do intertwine a lot. That's yeah. that's what I found. Um, so you're a local of the Sunshine Coast. You just said you've been in Gibsons for 20 years. Um, what made you uh, run for mayor? You, I know you, you run before too. I've And then there was some, I don't know the details of what happened that you didn't get to uh, actually sit your term. But, uh, and then you run again. Successfully elected by the vast majority, I think that was like eighty percent or something. Yeah, yeah, over eighty yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so definitely big support of the community. And uh, tell me what what made you actually wanting to be a mayor first? Well, it goes back a long way, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's interesting for me to watching um, uh, and and being somewhat involved too. I'm mean, trying to. Uh, I'm at the regional level as well as a Sunshine Coast Regional District Director. Okay. We, yeah. we have one representative from our council there, so mm-hmm. I've been doing that. And uh, um, there are a lot of there are, there are some big issues in Pender Harbor lately, which is where I grew up. What sorts um, of issues around the, the dock management plan? Oh, okay. uh, a lot of changes around uh, um, what docks can be allowed um, mm-hmm. in the community. And uh, I grew up there. When it was a fishing community, undoubtedly, it still has a lot of commercial fishing. So yeah. it's a very, very uh, controversial issue. And uh, um, I grew up uh, with my my father and my grandfather, um, my, my whole family being quite involved in it being a really small community. And people will go out to the community hall and have lively debates and discussions. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, they would take me. Uh, and, and sometimes I would even... Uh, uh, my, my grandfather was... Uh, 
um, he, he had a contract to, to look after the water for uh, the Pender Harbour area. So I would sometimes go out and read, read meters to him, water meters. Uh, mm -hmm. Even when I was seven years old, I'd be the little kid to crawl into the, <laughs> the yeah, little yeah, space. Yeah. And uh, wow. so I got quite involved in, uh, um, you know, uh, kind of, you know, municipal operations and caring about what goes on in, a, in, in the local community and government that way as a kid. And right. I've just carried that on and uh, cared a lot about my community. And um, even when I, it was, it was a bit different when I lived in Vancouver and, Toronto because it's so huge. Uh, I kind of got more involved in the cultural scene, yeah, um, and maybe smaller neighborhood scene. Uh, but it was something that uh, when I was when I came back to a small town, um, uh, it was something that I was just drawn to. Uh, to what you know, what am I going to do with my time? There aren't uh, there aren't uh, uh, so many musical events and uh, right. Um, poetry readings and things that I was doing in Toronto, how do I get myself involved in the community? So I ran for school board uh, oh, first. Okay. That was about that was about 19 years ago uh, when I first came back. And so I was on school board for three terms, which was nine years. And okay. uh, I, was, I ended up being the chair for six of those years. I was the youngest chair in, in BC. Um, so I started up, up there's, there's a lot of... Uh, Especially at that time, they're starting a new, newer generation is starting to get more involved in in uh, elected office at the mm -hmm. community level, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, but uh, at that time, there wasn't a lot of uh, younger younger people, so we'd even have a, a a group of us we called the Under Forty Club, which <laughs> <laughs> which was only a handful of us who'd yeah. who'd hang out at uh, at at provincial conferences. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, <clears throat> so I, I really enjoyed uh, that work, and uh, I I have still have kids in school I had kids in school then so it was really important work and uh, I got involved at the provincial level and uh, um, but also got more concerned actually about that whole issue of young people in our community and uh, um, I got drawn in as a young elected official to some community conversations about making sure we don't leave all or, or lose all our, our younger families because mm -hmm. um, even at that time uh, housing housing was becoming an issue. Employment was certainly an issue. Um, people, people who were young um, tended to, once they graduated uh, high school here, they would just leave and, and uh, it was hard, getting harder and harder for them to come back. And uh, now it's basically impossible with uh, property, yeah. property values, housing. So uh, yeah, along the, yeah. over the last seven years, almost eight years I've been here. Yeah. I've noticed the change and it's only been a few years. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tremendous change. Um, so okay. That, so that's yeah. what drew me into council. Yeah. So I got I got uh, pulled into uh, uh, town council, and I was a councillor, and uh, uh, then then ran for mayor, and uh, I, I won by acclamation. But there were a number of po uh, personal things that were going on for me, especially mm -hmm. with my family. So mm -hmm. I uh, I knew I needed to take take time off. Uh, so I took four years off, and I did a lot of consulting still at that time. Once I was ready for it, um, mm -hmm. so I still. Uh, did a lot of work for for uh, I did work for the both the regional district and the town just on the other side of things being mm -hmm. a so would you say your motivation to to do this work comes from care mostly yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah um, and uh, it's I get frustrated um, I think everybody all of my colleagues know that <laughs> it's mm -hmm. just, I, I get frustrated when we do get bogged down by uh, a lot of um, kind of uh, 
bureaucracy, especially dumped down to us from the federal and provincial government. Um, and it's not, not exactly uh, people, community oriented. Yeah. Um, I, I care a lot about uh, um, making sure uh, people here are cared for and, and can, can afford housing and mm-hmm. can, can afford their groceries or have access to food. And uh, um, that's really taken on a lot of my focus over the time I've been a counselor. I wasn't, wasn't really sure the first couple of years what my yeah. specialty would be, but it's really, you know, there's so such a great need in housing that's been where Yeah, the housing... Yeah, I'm a little bit aware of the housing situation and the new new projects and how the housing crisis, I guess, is trying to, is being tackled in a way. What is the other work that you do in terms of like like you said, you making sure you want to make sure that people can afford to live here. Essentially, what sort of actions are there in place to ensure that, like at least trying to ensure that? Yeah, well, I mean. Other than housing, I mean, housing's really the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's there are all kinds of other challenges, uh, like I mean, economic challenges, like uh, that that a council can't do much about when it comes to like the price of groceries here yeah. and the no, price of the yeah. cost of living here is much higher. Uh, um, BC ferries is definitely a, a challenge that we're we're trying to better understand and tackle because it's, it's very complex. Uh, the, even, I mean, the, the provincial government just put in, uh, invested $500 million into BC ferries last year just to keep the prices uh, low. Yeah, to where mm-hmm. they are. Um, so because they would have had to shoot up 10%, I think, the uh, the fares in order just to sustain the, the service level we have, which wow. is, yeah. So that's good that they did that, but it's just to sustain the level we have. So. Um, there, there are a lot of challenges that we, we try to, uh, we may not have direct control over, but we definitely try to voice our community's concerns to mm-hmm. the provincial and federal governments. Right. Yeah, the BC Ferries is like a thing. <laughs> Ever since I moved here, everybody always talks about the BC Ferries. And either people just are happy and grateful for the service to be there in place, or people mm-hmm. who are really complaining about it every single time. It's like, oh, BC Ferries this. Yeah, mindset's a big piece of it. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not all, all that bad. I think it gets busy in the summers, and otherwise, I mean, it's a pretty solid service as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I was just looking at the schedule for this coming summer, and they'll have the, they will have 26 sailings going back and forth during the summer season. Uh, I think uh, I think we're finding the hardest times of year now, or like this time of year isn't so hard. I've, I've I was just on the ferry yesterday. Um, are kind of the, the the shoulder season before the summer and after the summer. Yeah, is when they they stop those 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 really heavy uh, services, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then and then suddenly we we have half that or less than half that, and there there are big lineups and. Okay. But uh, I tend to walk onto the ferry. I, I, I mean, really? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, I'm going downtown or I'm going somewhere that's accessible by by yeah. SkyTrain and having a having a vehicle on it's the other side. It's definitely much so. easier to travel that way. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. if you do need a car, you need a lot of planning at this point. Yeah. Mm. What about the uh, water situation? I see a lot of developments around town. Mm-hmm. New buildings, new people coming, a lot of newcomers, which is obviously good for me personally as a business owner. Mm-hmm. I, I like to see that there is an uptick in a new clientele and new people looking for the services that I provide. 
but I'm sure a lot of business owners feel that way too. Mm-hmm. And how does that relate to the water issue that we've been having for a few years? Well, in, in Gibsons, uh, we have a separate water system from the Sunshine Coast Regional District. Uh, it's, it's based on the aquifer yeah. uh, too. Um, it's not, not based on a lake, which is a, a much more um, susceptible to drought and, mm-hmm. and more immediately susceptible. Uh, um, I think, uh, you know, we, we definitely need to keep monitoring our aquifer to see how the long-term effects of drought and climate change uh, mm-hmm. affect it. Uh, but right now, um, all, all the information we have, uh, and we just, we just did an up- update on the aquifer uh, in 2022, um, is that it can sustain 10,000 people. And we're under 5,000 now. So it's... Okay. it's uh, we, we do make sure that uh, our, our growth is sustainable uh, mm-hmm. to, to the water that we, we require. And uh, yeah, unfortunately though, it is a big issue that around us, the, the regional district system is not um, working that way. And we're seeing things uh, right now where there's, there can be mm-hmm. definite panic over, over right. uh, development continuing and uh, um, there being uh, water shortages in the summertime. Right. And we help them. Uh, so we, we sometimes send water, Gibson's water. We had it on offer last year, and they didn't need it. But uh, okay. we'll yeah, even yeah. send Gibson's water to the SCRD. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. The Gospel Rock development, is this going to be Gibson's or SCRD? It's Gibson's. It's part of Gibson's, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that would be a, quite a significant uh, addition of residents to the... Yeah, yeah, should it happen. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been... A, been Decades and decades mm-hmm. in the making um, with with different property owners mm-hmm. and um, a lot of controversy over that because right. obviously it's a beautiful part of uh, um, our area, but it's also private property. So a previous council to us, uh, um, I think it's now a few, a few councils ago, um, finally was able to, to get a neighborhood plan set that protected a significant amount of that area. Mm-hmm. Um, way more than than I, I don't know. It's probably unprecedented the uh, the amount of protection. Um, it's over forty percent for uh, an area to to have that on a private property, and then then a property owner came around uh, miraculously saying they'll agree to it. Oh, wow. and, uh, we didn't. I, I actually didn't. I was skeptical that that would happen that soon, at least, but it did. And uh, yeah, and then there's been more controversy, and that 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 that. Uh, they had subcontractors and things that didn't actually follow some of the, the protection, mm-hmm. um, which is really unfortunate. But yeah. the last council dealt with that, and uh, um, still, though, uh, um, there'll there'll be a lot of protection in that area. And, and I mean, that's that's why people want to live here. Too, yeah. Is, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Beauty. So it's so, a really yeah. fine balance. I I yeah, I can't imagine who deals with deciding about it, but definitely there's a lot of new people coming, and the town is growing and. I don't know, I find it this fear a little bit mm-hmm. of Sunshine Coast kind of losing its, uh, you know, the the spirit vibe that it has right now mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of growth. And on one hand, we know that some people say that the growth is is necessary and it has to happen and it will happen and you can't really do anything about it. I don't know if that resonates with you. Some people say that... It, Sunshine Coast will become like a new West Vancouver sort of style, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it's a little bit of a concern as much as like, you know, it's nice to see the growth and, and sustainability and things going one direction. 
who's gonna I don't know if this is the town or or the regional district you know who can kind of decide or do people need to just really come together and make some like more collective decisions about this or well that that leads perfectly to the the big process we're going in at the town which is our official community plan which we'll be working on in the next mm -hmm. year and we'll be doing a lot of community consultation on that mm -hmm. all municipalities and local governments are led by official community plans which uh, um, which are built by the community um, the the council looks after them the staff ends up enforcing them and working with developers on them and they they put you know they put um sometimes often encouragement of growth uh there's there's a lot of uh in, increased density even in our current plan um mm -hmm. that uh that property owners could pursue uh, but also limits on growth too i mean our our there's nothing in our official community plan that would allow uh, the kind of skyscrapers you see in downtown yeah, Vancouver yeah, right yeah. now. That's kind of the main yeah. guiding document that governs yeah. all that. And the community uh, gets together every, I mean, it's, it's probably, it's going to be more now. Um, the provincial government has wisely said that we need to update our, our plans more. Um, though uh, it's really expensive though to update plans. <laughs> That's the hard part yeah. for, for small communities. Um, but uh, the last time we did it was about 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and we're finding already that, uh, yeah, well, understandably, really, that uh, um, we, we definitely need an update. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're working on in the next year. And the community will be consulted on, on that kind of growth. And I mean, I, for someone who's lived here all my life, I look at, uh, I was just walking around downtown Vancouver the other day. And yeah. I knew, I've known that all my life as well. And the suburbs of Vancouver, um, comparably, uh, we've, we've retained a lot of our small town character and, mm -hmm. and, and, uh, um, natural assets mm -hmm. here in Gibson's. And I think we want to, you know, I think the community wants to continue to do that, yeah. but you know, there is, there is growth. I've also lived in Gibson's when I talk about 20 years, when yeah. I, when I first moved back here, um, it was, uh, there wasn't a lot of vitality and, uh, uh, excitement, um, and there was a lot of economic uh, challenges. There were a lot of empty storefronts and there weren't new businesses like yours opening mm -hmm, up. Uh, mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone wants that either. It wasn't, it wasn't a very fun place at the time. Yeah, I can um, imagine Sleepy Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there, were, there actually were more kind of volunteer-oriented uh, uh, things like the Sea Cavalcade was going strong, of course. Mm -hmm. and there were other little festivals which were great, but those had start, those were starting to die off too. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, the future wasn't looking uh, great, but uh, I think in, in part because of the interest of uh, new people wanting to live here and new businesses wanting to open uh, Gibson's is a, is a quite a um, exciting place to live right now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. sought after for sure. You can, you can sense that. Interesting, do you consider yourself to be a politician at all? It depends. I mean, I, I think <clears throat> I, I like the local level. Um, I think uh, I can be uh, uh, a little more real and I know, know a lot of people here and people know me. Mm -hmm. um, and there, there, are, um, there are often negative connotations to that word politician. Uh, and so, so I, don't, I don't embrace those. I, I, I try to stay away from, especially, especially over the years, uh, just kind of, um, you know, giving glib 
uh, talking point answers to things. I try, right. yeah, I try yeah. to be real. I try to be myself and yeah. speak yeah. my mind. Um, so if that's, yeah, it depends on what, it really depends on what people mean by politician. I think there, but, but, you know, there's also, there's reality. There are politics to, to, to doing this work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I also get skeptical when people say, I'm not a politician. It's right. kind of, sometimes it's kind of the most politician thing you could say is, is, yeah, yeah, is, is yeah. denying that you're a politician. That's so right. there's definitely some, uh, yeah, well, the way yeah, I understand I, it and it's like a general idea, a politician is somebody who works on a government on any level who, uh, makes policies right yeah create policies to to run the place whether it's small town or a whole country or um so yeah that's a it is an important and very very complicated position to be in Mm -hmm. you know like i Mm -hmm. feel like and i wanted to ask slowly about this too but you know there is a lot of i find especially my previous interviewers this was it was a little more natural to ask about it but what i see especially on that small town level that there is a lot of mismanaged relationships Mm. between people on their personal level a Mm -hmm. lot you know people split up people go their own ways and it's very very common that the marriages don't really survive that often and the uh, survival of marriages is lower than it used to be for example but that also relates to the relationships between people in general and then you know as the politicians between the the community on community within each other you know that we struggle maintaining very healthy relationships mm-hmm. i wonder if this is something that's i don't know it's on your not agenda but you know something that you think about while doing your work um you know it is it is for the community overall uh there's there definitely, um, yeah, I think definitely it's a big, big part of my work because uh, when I think of very divisive issues that have happened here, you mentioned Gospel Rock, and mm-hmm. I, I talked about the history of it. Mm-hmm. There, um, there was Gospel Rock. Soon after Gospel Rock, there was the George development, uh, the, the proposal of the the hotel on the waterfront, and uh, neighbors stopped talking to each other over politics, right. uh, and. Uh, um, over which is really sad, and mm. people to this day uh, share their sadness about about how some of those issues went down and how some of their community relationships changed and their own kind of profiles in the community changed based on um, how they felt about uh, a really important issue like um, so it's uh, and and I think everybody has some self control over that in in terms of uh um maintaining your relationships while just agreeing to disagree uh mm-hmm. in in um but i also think <clears throat> as um as community leaders as the elected leaders uh we can really help to model that and help to um accept that there are going to be different opinions in our community and uh, people shouldn't be um, damaging their their personal relationships and their neighbor neighborly mm-hmm. relationships uh, over them, and we can all just get together and, and talk and have mm-hmm. civil conversations. And uh, um, sometimes the council does have to make a tough decision at the end of the day. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I think people need to understand that we're community members too, and uh, um, and you know we're we're struggling with these decisions. And sometimes there can be this veneer that goes up with with elected people like when we you know when we talk about politicians maybe that maybe that's the negative connotation is mm-hmm. is they're they're the other they're uh, 
Um, you know, I, I see a lot of kind of depersonalizing of uh, federal and provincial politicians these days when, um, and, you know, maybe sometimes they bring it upon themselves. But <laughs> well, you got to be able to disconnect a little yeah. bit because it's just, I don't know, I just can't imagine really doing that work and have any sort of decisive power, you know, and mm-hmm. um, just trying to be objective, you know trying to be really objective and do what's yeah. best for the community and there's so many voices and opinions around right yeah so to take all those into consideration yeah so there is like um town hall meetings say like community uh inclusive yeah meetings and how often do they do those happen um we we've uh we've been aiming to have probably qu- like quarterly like uh every every few months mm-hmm um even uh, I think we probably had them a little more frequently than that in the first year mm-hmm. um but it, it it has been a little while because of the Christmas break and everything right. since we've had one so and do you find those the people attend those yeah yeah, yeah they've been really well attended uh, yeah. uh so far I mean uh, sometimes during a I've noticed during after an election people are more engaged and then mm-hmm. they become less engaged and um for for whatever reason um I you know, sometimes we like to think it's because they're they just got more confidence in us to make the decisions. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I I think we all I think I speak for all of council in saying that it's really valuable for us to to hear constant input from people and from you know what even if it is in positive input, it's really great to get the community together to have these meetings. And uh, um, our next one is about our upcoming budget, which mm-hmm. is really important. It's yeah. uh, um budget tends to turn people away like they're they're usually the lowest uh, attended meetings but it's right. the most important thing we do is when we get together and we have to decide how what the tax level is going to be for yeah. all property owners and uh, figure out what uh, what new services and expenditures we we need to we need to make and sometimes what to cut too we've we've had we had to make quite a few cuts in the last budget mm-hmm. um because we're we're having to prepare for policing costs which are downloaded to us from the provincial government Oh wow! In okay. in several years, and they're so the the costs are so high. We need to start preparing now and uh, making room in the budget for them. Oh, what was the yeah. justification of that? Uh, it happens. Well, it's it's kind of um, arbitrary in some ways because it's they they've they decided many years ago that once once uh, local government reaches the population of five thousand, you automatically have to pay for seventy percent of policing costs, mm-hmm. whereas before the provincial government pays for them. Um, so it's a massive jump, um, especially now that policing costs are so high. I don't know; they they weren't they weren't as high when this decision was made. Um, mm-hmm. But but now we're we're needing to find about two million dollars in our budget in order to to pay mm-hmm. for that. So it's uh, it's it's a massive undertaking. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel safe here? I do. Yeah. 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 I, I feel uh, safe here yeah. too. Yeah. Although. The voices like here when I talk to different community members across the Sunshine Coast, people say that the crime rate is up. Is uh, that is that a case? I don't think it is. I mean, it depends on how you measure it. Yeah. It's uh, I just in terms of reported crimes or even yeah. organized crime is kind of trickles here from Vancouver, you know, and the drugs the, come in and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, is there any sign of it other than just? People, you know, I just hear, that's just hearsay for me, but I don't really know. I don't feel it myself. Yeah, 
Yeah, it goes it goes up and down. Uh, I think um, I uh, when I I mean, and it might it might be depending on your perspective and where you are in life too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, when I um, uh, I've got teenagers, and I think they they generally feel safe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a teenager growing up here, uh, there were uh, there were gangs who would uh, show up at parties and and uh, you know just kind of randomly assault people right. <laughs> on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah, right. um, you know other people who grew up here would remember this as well. Um, but uh, there was there was that just kind of more of that violent element, um, and you know sometimes unfortunately that was one of the challenges with having sea cavalcade too is. Uh, there were a few times that would erupt into fights on the street at the end, uh, wow. and there were there were um, uh, parties where criminal acts would happen as well during mm-hmm. that summertime. And so I think um, you know it was a rougher community yeah. uh, when I was growing up here and prior to that too. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's really uh, I think just by the economic situations, demographics, it's not so rough anymore. It's not a rough and tumble town like mm-hmm. it used to be able to call that. Yeah. That used to be a, an, a label for Gibsons. Um, but yeah, at the same time, yeah, I think there's there there are some some uh, threatening elements of uh, all over British Columbia of uh, um, you know, the drug trade and mm-hmm. and you know even even sometimes you'll see video from our stores of of organized groups of people coming in to do shoplifting and rarely recognize them seriously i had no idea about that yeah 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 sometimes it'll be posted on social media and 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 they'll say do you recognize these people and no one does it's because they're 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 newcomers well they're not newcomers no they're 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 like targeting different communities all over bc they're like a ring that goes there are these rings that go around yeah they just from here they just come and go yeah yeah there's definitely people chronic uh uh shoplifters and other you know people committing criminal acts who do yeah. live here but yeah. a lot of the time it is it is people people from elsewhere too which right. is so it's in town's interest to keep their policing yep uh, up and gotta pay for it definitely we have to uh, keep in touch with our rcmp and find out what's going on in the community and 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 identify trends and things mm-hmm. yeah does town of gibson's uh, alone have any relationship with the nation like do you guys work together with the local indigenous community we do yeah it's a you know we're we're more challenged than most communities in that uh, we have this unfortunate separation uh, from the squamish nation uh, in that they uh, they had a, a very important village here uh, where where the uh, there's a reservation yeah. now um, where the fence is yeah, just on yeah. the on the boundary of town, uh, which was named Czech West, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was um, abandoned um, before before the beginning of uh, the 20th century. Really, largely abandoned. Oh, that was that's how long it was. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it was quite. A, it was it was around the time that that George Gibson came here. Okay. Um, I think it was even before. So it wasn't directly related. Um, which you know, sadly, a lot of colonization stories are. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think uh, that there there was there was some. I, I've read up on it at the museum, and there were little little bit of land disputes from from people who had who stayed on, um, or, or or were coming back. Often there was it was kind of a the the Squamish nation would 
in those days would move around to seasonal villages. A lot of the a lot of the, the nations on on the west coast did That's that. Right. So, so some people would come back and then find find uh, settlers here, which mm-hmm. was unwelcome for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, um, but but the village unfortunately was abandoned, and uh, um, since then there there's been no constant settlement of of the Squamish nation. Um, yet, uh, when when members do visit, or if I if I see members in in uh, of the of the nation, we, we keep in t- close touch with the leadership there. I've seen a very like a brand new sign on one of the concrete blocks there in the area because I do walk my dog oh, yeah. there on the Armour's Beach and along it, and there was a sign that it said "Territory of the Nation," mm-hmm. and it looked like a brand new. Like, yeah, do you know anything about it? Like. Was there like some sort of I don't know intentionality behind I don't know reclaiming or maybe coming oh, back yeah. or something? Um, there's actually uh, they're doing work right now to um, uh, the the nation has hired consultants to kind of uh, planning consultants to have mm-hmm. a good look at the land and uh, make some future plans for for development there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and uh, and part of that development would be resettlement. So that's really exciting, I think, mm-hmm. to, to actually have, um, you know, after, after over a century, yeah. have, have the Squamish nation come back. Um, and, and what I was saying about uh, um, keeping, keeping up relationships um, is that uh, the, the oral history that's passed on generation to generation is really strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, they're, I, I swear there are uh, nation members who grew up in Squamish or grew up in North Vancouver who know nor- more about the land that we live on than we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's pretty sure. amazing, and uh, and they do they do come here to to uh, keep in touch with the land and uh, um, often often to to hunt and to to. In, in areas that I've never been to, like yeah, Rainy yeah. River area and stuff right. uh, yeah. out near Port Mellon. So uh, it's, uh, it it's, means a great deal to them, and it will be exciting to have more. That will be probably require like together. A, yeah. quite a significant level of uh, cooperation. Yeah. Right? Because just purely even about the infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Servicing. Yeah, yeah. Servicing and stuff. Yeah. So we'll need to, we need to, between, so, so it's... So yeah, are there any talks? Do you guys talk to anybody or how, how does it work? Or is it just happens independent? Well, they, they have, right now, it's been years since, uh, hmm, I'm trying to think about, it's, it's at least 10 years since the last time they, they looked at developing the land uh, mm-hmm. and that didn't work out um, for a number of reasons. I think the economic crash happened at that time, that right. was around 2007. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, so they've just put a break on it and uh, um, we, we keep in touch when we need to about yeah. issues, but the Squamish nation has a lot of big projects going on. They've right. got uh, big development projects too. They're developing their, their, their land in Kitsilano, which is called Sanak. Yeah. And there's gonna be large, large buildings there. And uh, they've got wood fiber LNG uh, oh, yeah. happening in the Squamish area, which is not their project, but they're, they're, it's happening in their land. So they're quite, involved in some of these big conversations um and uh so we're we, we haven't been on high on the radar but mm-hmm. they're, they're 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 doing a study right now and we'll see you know, mm-hmm. what happens yeah, yeah so um 
What about the relationship of town with um, different religious organizations? Is it like a active, dynamic relationship, or do like churches work on their own and kind of, you know, like I don't know, it, does the town even communicate with churches about what they do and how and? Uh, I try to, um, and I think largely it's it's in helping um, in some mutual interests and in helping our uh, our more vulnerable uh, population, which mm -hmm. is uh, a really you know something I admire about uh, um, churches and and how they've taken that on um, as uh, as kind of a way to exercise and uh, their faith and, and mm -hmm. for for years and years um, shelters worldwide mm -hmm. the majority of them are run by churches, churches and yeah. uh, the Salvation Army mm -hmm. uh, faith faith-based organization runs mm -hmm. runs ours and and uh, I keep in very close touch with them about uh, how the shelter is going and uh, uh, we we have our own outreach worker at the town who who works daily with uh, people from the, 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 the Salvation Army and st. Bartholomew's uh, Anglican Church mm -hmm. yeah. um, to to operate that shelter and then uh, uh, kind of in similar areas, the Catholic Church helps organize the, uh, 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 their, their Christmas dinners and Thanksgiving dinners, which uh, all the churches get involved in, and mm -hmm. in, uh, helping to support that, which is a really great... Are you involved in any church yourself? Uh, I'm not, no, no, no. Okay. no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I, yeah, like, mm -hmm. I, I keep in touch with the churches on, on this level. Right. And, uh, is there any people from the bigger churches or even the smaller ones that are involved in the community planning and those meetings and stuff? Or to, I wouldn't say as a church, no. no. No, I mean, there are definitely church members who are quite involved in, in okay. the community and probably yeah. communicate back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. I find that in terms of how the culture changes and evolves, um, kind of going away a little bit from the spiritual aspect of people's lives and not being cultivated on this collective level it's more like an individual drive right if i feel mm -hmm. like okay i want to connect with a higher power of sorts and i find a new calling or something then i can go and find a church or a place that i can meet like-minded people right mm -hmm. but generally as a community uh it doesn't seem like it's a priority at all as a broader community, say, town of Gibsons, you know, mm -hmm. people who live here. Um, I don't know if you have thoughts about it. I've been really thinking about it a lot, and I talk to a lot of those spiritual leaders, people who find spirituality as a really, really crucial point, especially on the verge of now when when a culture is sort of changing yeah. drastically, right? We've, yeah, it all depends on, like, people's political views and where are they in terms of their worldview in general right and and where does that spiritual aspect actually fit in whether it's just being pushed aside and neglected mm -hmm. or just kind of mm -hmm. yeah i guess neglected is a good word that's kind of how it feels unless you take care of yourself it's not some, something that cultivates it is cultivated yeah. yeah would you agree yeah it definitely yeah. concerns me no. uh i i the way the way our communities are going that way and i don't you know it's not not just the Sunshine Coast. I think it's uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, no yeah, absolutely all, no. all over the place. Uh, um, I think also when we've got a lot of newcomers here, mm -hmm. um, it's 
uh, going to church used to be a way that people could kind of find automatic community and mm-hmm. um, find some kinship with people and, mm-hmm. and kind of welcome be welcomed with open arms and uh, um, as our kind of as our faith-based organizations have uh, become less prevalent and and present yeah. um, that's a harder thing to do and uh, it's 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 not something government's been able to come in and <laughs> take on you know no, there's absolutely. there's been all this kind of you know all this work to do to separate church from state over the yeah, years but absolutely. there are some areas where you know you know we can't fill the void of of, of being being kind of a, a communal uh, place where people can come every 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 weekend yeah, or and, and, and make just, com- community connections i yeah. think you know in some ways we can encourage that to happen in our community mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. and we try because there's uh, so many yeah. different even within christian church alone so many different denominations and then there's all the other faiths and then there's all this like um spirituality based around all the eastern beliefs right so like mm-hmm. coming from buddhism and yoga and and tantric I believe um, tantric yoga and mm-hmm. how all, a lot of those different systems are really present here right I just feel like it just popped into my head too. Mm-hmm. it's not like I've been thinking about it before but like it might be pretty cool if town and a, and a district even encourages somehow that people participate in it you know I don't know if to, to not cross that line of like mm-hmm. separation of the religion from the state and stuff but like to kind of revive revive this a little bit mm-hmm. I find and obviously it's such a personal topic even my closest friends when I started like oh I'm gonna do a podcast you know talk to spiritual leaders and I was like oh you know I don't know if you should be talking about uh, this is very personal you might step on somebody's toes people believe this and mm-hmm. that and you shouldn't mm-hmm. be like going around and talking to me I'm like I don't know you know I feel like it's great to have a conversation and see where people are at and what they need and maybe their needs are not met or maybe they even they don't even know you know that there is some some bit of that missing in mm-hmm. their lives something that I don't know I can see from your perspective a little bit at least this is a lot a lot on your plate yeah and the councils and the districts and a lot of different issues that are appealing and very practical and pragmatic mm-hmm. but at the same time people create this community right yeah 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 and there are a lot of um you know maybe not so i think there's probably depending on the organization what they're doing there's different levels of kind of a spirituality involved but uh there are a lot of nonprofits and and uh, um, other kind of work that that isn't faith faith based that people mm-hmm. get involved in and and find uh, find community that mm-hmm. way and kind of find purpose that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, so you know that there there are those groups uh, and there's a lot on the Sunshine Coast mm-hmm. as well. We have so many uh, so many nonprofits, but uh, yeah, I definitely uh, I definitely worry about about um, where we're going as a society when when um, people do feel uh, more you know detached from mm-hmm. um, especially younger people who uh, who are uh, kind of they go to their phone mm-hmm. for yeah. they go to TikTok for, yeah. are you for concerned about that community absolutely yeah. yeah yeah what else concerns you about the society today uh, 
That's a big question. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. First thing that comes to your mind is probably the closest one. Uh, yeah. I, I think the the division, the growing the growing gap between in in, in uh, economic gap between mm-hmm. uh, oh, which is globalized gap. too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you know on a global scale of, of um, but we see it we see it locally here too, where um, it's it's definitely concerning when our our property values, house housing values, businesses. And, everything come to that point where only only very wealthy people can afford to mm-hmm. live here right. um and uh, that that affects or or yeah especially maybe not to live here too maybe just to invest in an empty home uh, mm-hmm. which fortunately i don't see uh all that much in gibson's but it's a it's a huge huge you threat. see some empty houses yeah, for sure yeah, yeah yeah you do see some and it's just sad mm-hmm. um because that can just hollow out a community and you need uh you really need people we're going to send their kids to school here mm-hmm. and are, are going to work here and uh, are going to be your neighbor to talk to and and uh, work with and go to church with you know that that, yeah. that that that's that's what a community is to me and uh, I do I do feel that growing gap between uh, in, in in wealth that's happening uh, all around the world um, but it's it's it is very noticeable here. Mm. Um, it's a big concern. Do you, do you see any like a uh, division on the like ideological level on the coast at all? Like people who have like you know you know what I mean uh, by ideological level. Um, a little bit, maybe not, maybe not as much as some communities right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean I. Uh, I feel at the local level, yeah, we try to we try to keep to issues that um, everybody can kind of talk to at the same level without mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, without having big ideological differences. I mean, when we're when we're talking about uh, whether we should put money into fixing roads or mm-hmm. uh, improving the water system, it's uh, hopefully we can bring people together. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. That's what everybody cares about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's definitely big, big. Uh, um, a friend of mine. International just, concerns yeah, too. Yeah, some, yeah, for sure. Yeah. A friend of mine just went back home to uh, visit his family in Toronto, and he was really. He made a really interesting comment, and it made me think because he said that the people in Toronto are way more open. Is his feeling after mm. hanging out there for for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and he finds it that. That when he looks back at the coast, it's a bit clicky. Mm-hmm. That it's not that community is really that connected. There's those pockets of smaller communities within the community. Mm-hmm. Do you find that accurate at all? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's challenging because with, with the bit of growth we've had, and a lot of the growth we've had, it's just like it's people replacing other people. Like it hasn't been... We're, actually on average we've been growing one percent a year mm-hmm. in the last couple of census uh censuses so it's not hasn't been massive uh um but but a lot of especially during the pandemic a lot of people sold their houses and left and a lot yeah. of other people came in and i think i think there are there really are cliques i don't think people really intend them to be that way but there yeah. are people who've lived here a long time who who uh don't don't know these new faces they yeah, see on the yeah. street and 
especially you know when a lot of that happened during the pandemic and people yeah. were discouraged from yeah from doing that uh, and it communicating of, it, the trend kept the, up yeah you know, i just yeah. don't see yeah. yeah definitely it's kept even up. when i came to visit to visit the coast before we moved here there were like events big events where there was quite a lot of people you know coming mm -hmm. together that's not really happening nowadays that much i find aside from hockey games obviously yeah <laughs> but uh yeah who's 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 um, whose decision is it or maybe not decision but whose initiative is it to have those events present it, is it just the people you know it has a lot to do it, it really connects very closely to uh, the concern we were talking about about uh, churches and, and kind of faith-based uh, um, community connection because um, I think with our demographics uh, there was a, it was a real social and of, of, of really high social and cultural uh, importance to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And um, as the demographics have shifted, as the economics have shifted too, because so many people in young families now are just, you know, sometimes they're working multiple jobs and then mm -hmm. on the weekends they're busy taking the kids to soccer or whatever. And volunteering or going to church just doesn't enter their minds um, mm -hmm. and uh, that's that's been the big challenge in keeping these uh, events going as well because like Sea Cavalcade for example was run by volunteers um, who burnt themselves out doing great great work well I mean mm -hmm. and maybe didn't even burn themselves out but just said Hey, I've done I've done yeah, this for yeah. decades. It's, it's time for me to. It's definitely taxing. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Um, so and there's been nobody to pick up, pick up the torch. Uh, so that's and that that's a challenge. So it has to just come up from the community. You think? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, fortunately, I've got a I've got a meeting this this week of a group, uh, a group that's come together that wants to put on a new summer festival. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk to them about what the town can do to help and how we can work together on it. So, you know, I think, I think the pandemic um, definitely uh, uh, killed a lot of some events that were kind of already on their last mm -hmm. legs because mm -hmm. of the volunteering situation. Um, but uh, but part, there's, there's community interest and participation is picking up again. I mean, and, and sometimes it's just coming up in different ways. Like, uh, you know, when all the time I, I've lived here, the kind of uh, thing, you know, the, the trivia nights and things, mm -hmm. the music bingo and mm -hmm. things that are going on and, and attracting people of all ages and, and um, bringing people together. I see work, you know, people who all work together coming mm -hmm. out and doing those things. Uh, um, yeah, even even kind of the business that you're doing and, mm -hmm. and there's there's more there's more community participation in that and a lot of I know there's a lot of. Uh, yeah, but at the same know, time, you, on the same know, note, it's like the, what I do also creates certain kind of pocket. Right, you okay, know? yeah. And then... There's the CrossFit people, you know? yeah, the yeah, yeah. CrossFit clique, I know, right? it, and it yeah, all creates true. those. So I'm like, I, I'm not enjoying being excluded while being inclusive, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or just seeing as a separate part of the community. I would really like, I don't know, we had a, a New Year's uh, uh, do party that we created, and I was first time really, really pleased to see that to our event 
a broader part of the community showed up. Mm. Like it wasn't all the same people that I always see, but actually a whole bunch of different, very varied group of people, which was really nice to see. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, and I keep thinking about it. It's like, oh, that was great, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think we, we do need that. And it creates that really good, coherent, collective community vibe. I think we all need to be more self-conscious of it, you know, because yeah. we're all we're all especially after the pandemic. I mean, I remember um, one neighbor I know posted something on Facebook saying, uh, you know, there's all these newcomers in town and mm-hmm. they never they never say hi or they yeah. never even look you in the eye. And like uh, um, I'm kind of going like, yeah, but they're newcomers. You know, you're the person who's lived here. You're <laughs> it's kind of on you in yeah. some ways to yeah, also yeah. be welcoming For to sure. them. Yeah. Um, so we all need to be self-conscious of, uh, you know, how people, how people might perceive us, like, mm-hmm. like you're saying about being self-conscious about, about CrossFit, mm-hmm. like people might perceive, um, you know, especially hell, I'm the mayor. So mm-hmm. people can probably look at me and go, Oh, there's, yeah. there's the, the arrogant mayor walking around and not saying hello to me. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, uh, um, we need, we all need to make an effort to, to reach out to each other, I think. And. And uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes in my position, it can be hard because it, it yeah. can be taxing as well. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, sometimes I just need everybody. my own time. But, uh, but I, 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 I must I admit, yeah. I was sitting at the lunch with a friend and you were working with one of your, whoever, I don't know, right. co-workers. And you guys are having lunch and stuff. And I actually, because I've never met you before. So I was like, is this the mayor? I don't know. So I, mm-hmm. I was like, is this the mayor? I was like, well, I think so. I was like, oh, okay. But you know. It's kind of like, okay, well, and that's kind of sparked me. It's like, oh, I actually want to know you. So the next mm-hmm. time I bumped into you, so it's like, oh, okay, you know, we know each other. Yeah. In a small yeah. town like this, yeah. it's uh, highly appreciated that, you know, I feel like with your role and any of the counselors here, I actually don't know a bunch of these people. Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting, you know, we, we have this council and I'm trying to make sure that maybe I'll show up and mm-hmm. I want to see, participate in how the town is run and what's just so yeah. I'm in the know and know the people and and uh, I don't know, you got to lead the example, I guess, you know, if you yeah. don't expect things but just take the ownership. Yeah, that would be really good. Mm-hmm. Mm, cool. Yeah, I think at some of the events, like some of the community dialogue events we have, uh, um, it is great for people, like, I think sometimes people might be, feel pressured to show up and like right. need to say something. You mm-hmm. don't need to say something. It's no. great just to come and just learn a bit at your, about your town and, and hear what other people have to say. And, and mm-hmm. uh, um, it's, uh, yeah, it, there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, this will be really great, I must say. Thank you for your time and conversation. Thank you yeah. for the invitation. No, I've, I've enjoyed the conversation as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you bump to each other soon. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. I don't need to uh, introduce you further. I mean, I hope, you know, the small population of my listeners now feel a little more in the know of who the mayor is. And this is important. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Thanks they're, so they're welcome to yeah. say, uh, say hello to me anytime yeah. they see me as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please spare a moment and go to Spotify and rate my show. Also, if you have any feedback and thoughts, please share it with me. I always do appreciate when my listeners reach out. Thanks so much.